0: Every story starts with a dream, a dream of someone wanting more, a dream of a life that might feel so unrealistic right now, yet you know deep down in your soul you're destined for. My name is Claire Marquick, accountant, business coach, affiliate marketer, mum, wife, and woman with a dream, a fierce dream rising up within me, a dream that fires my soul and a dream I am committed to making a reality. Fierce Woman Rising is a podcast that celebrates those with a dream, those courageous enough to think outside their current reality and make what's in your heart come true. If I've learned one thing over the years, it's that the only surefire way of staying stuck in a stale, mediocre life is believing that's all you're capable of, believing your own bullshit excuses and not finding the strength to stretch beyond them. I held myself back. I played safe. I stayed where I was for far too long, but not anymore. I want a life of passion, of fun, adventure, laughter, love. I want deep conversations, belly laughs, health, strength, balance. I want confidence, sexiness, fulfillment, and the money to do as we please without limitation. I want the life of my dreams, so I'm here creating it, and I want that for you too. So welcome, my friend to Fierce Woman Rising, the show that awakens your mind and kickstarts your action to creating the life you love. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Woman Rising podcast. I am thrilled to be back in your ears. We had a little bit of a break last week, and quite frankly, that's just because life got busy, and uh, I'm making the choices to record these episodes when I have something amazing to share rather than forcing them out, and today I have something that I am really, really excited to share. I want to introduce you to the beautiful Leanne Jenkins. Leanne is a former teacher, now naturopath of over 25 years we were just talking about. It's scary how the time flies, isn't it?
1: So scary, (laughs) Clif.
0: And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited by this conversation because I'm, I just, I love hearing people's stories from, you know, where they started to where they are now. And I, I also love, I've been so excited to have this conversation with you because for anyone following this show and, and following um, my journey on social media, you know, um, we're both in the business of Enagic and um, we both live and breathe this amazing water and this product that we affiliate with. And so to get your. Um, your health and your medical perspective on it as well is just going to be so awesome, and I'm really excited for where this
1: conversation goes. So, welcome, Leanne. Thank so you. Glad to have you here. <laughs> yay us! <laughs> well, yay us! It's funny. I, I we had one of our nephews stay and uh, so he's 22, and he said, "Oh, so what's your day at home looking like today?" And I said, "Oh, doing an interview on a." Um, a a podcast this afternoon and he was like oh my god really (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm famous
0: awesome (laughs) what we get to do like it's yeah it's so good
1: (laughs) (laughs) so why don't we
0: start for those who for those who don't know you um let me uh, let me ask you to share a little bit about yourself um share a bit about your background um and and sort of how you got from teaching to where you are now
1: well, it was interesting because I, I don't even really, I wasn't really meant to be a teacher. You know, um, during year 12, my mum and dad had always said, you're not going to uni. And so I didn't really have a lot of ambition post year 12. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I'd originally wanted to be a chef and I thank God I got over that. <laughs> but um, I wasn't sure. And then I don't know, probably halfway through the year of year 12, mum said, you're allowed to go to uni because she always thought if I went to uni, I'd become a, a bra burning feminist. I'm not sure why, but that was mum's <laughs> idea of what was going to happen. So I looked around and I thought, what do I want to do? And I always had a passion for health and I always had a passion for nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I ate Thought I was applying for a course that I could go on and become a dietitian or a nutritionist or something like that, and this is how much effort I put into reading the course, and I ended up in a home ec teaching course. (laughs) Love it. So that's how I detail. Not not strong. (laughs) I was not strong at that time at all, and then I grew up with two. Uh, teachers as parents and I'd always saw in black and blue I'm not going to be a teacher because I saw what they did I I saw their dedication their devotion you know the hours of of work after school the hours during holidays and that sort of thing Um, so I looked at that and I thought you know what I just don't want that anyway that's what I ended up doing to start with but I always knew when I went in, that it wasn't going to last. Hmm. I just didn't know what that other thing was.
0: It's funny how you get those. Like I was, I'm sort of the same. I've always had this feeling that there was something else, but I just didn't know what the something else was. It's funny how some people have that, isn't it?
1: Well, I, I finished my course um, and I went overseas for two months in that interim period before I knew I, I was coming back and supposedly going to get a job. Um, And I thought, right, I'll, I'll just go away, have a break, come back, go into teaching. And then as I was flying back in, I thought, okay, I always like to set a goal of where I'm going next, what's going to be my next overseas trip. And I thought, right, all right, in four years' time, the Olympics are on, I will take a year off, I will travel the world and I will decide if I still want to be a teacher. Nice. Good goal. It was a good goal. <laughs> and I did do it. And I still didn't make my mind up. So <laughs> I went back to teaching. Love it. And then,
0: <laughs> so then was was it the next Olympics? It's like, right, okay, next four
1: years. Oh, actually you'd be damn close, I tell you. <laughs> do you know what it is? It was. <laughs> But it was just on one of those uh, Christmas holiday time frames and I was lying in bed and I had a well-being magazine and I flipped it open towards the back and there's this course, Become a Naturopath. And I just looked at it and I went, oh, my God, that's me. That's what I want to do. So um, I was lucky I was changing schools. They couldn't offer me a full time job. They could offer me four out of five days. When I contacted the naturopathic college, they said, "Look, you know you work from home. In um, the days before working from home was a thing, <laughs> and um, or study from home." I was lucky enough where we lived. There was a uh, a branch of the college, and uh, so that fifth day was always my study day for for swapping across yeah, so there was a bridging time where both was happening yeah
0: that's awesome so then <laughs> that was that was 25 odd years ago you did yeah. your study and the rest is history
1: so to speak yeah that's <sighs> well I went back to teaching a couple of times in that time frame but um yeah just so glad not to be there anymore
0: it's funny, isn't it? I think I think we all um and we chatted a little bit about this before we started recording, you know, uh, particularly um as, as teenagers and as school leavers, we kind of we get this idea of you've got to make this plan for the whole rest of your life. But I mean, we we never have, have we? But I think in the time that we live now, like it's even less important, so to speak. It's just a case of like let's just, let's choose something that allows us to live how we want to live and see where life takes us.
1: Well, the second time, or was it the third time I went back to, anyway, it doesn't matter. The second or third time I went back to teaching because it was kind of like, oh, let's top the income up, you yeah. know, throw some uh, teaching in. Um, and I moved back to a little country town um, with my hubby to, to work on their family farm. And I didn't believe, like I had a thriving naturopathic practice, but I didn't believe that I could have a thriving practice in a small country town. Interesting. I couldn't. Yeah, I know. And then I changed my belief, but that's another story. But so I went back to teaching. And I suppose that little bit of life experience and that sort of thing just made me realize because they threw me back in at the level of teaching that I had already had gone out at and I hadn't been teaching for 10 years wow yeah and you know social media come in personal mobile phones had come in it was a very different
0: different landscape completely
1: (laughs) but that's when I ended up being you know a year 12 coordinator there that's what I would say to kids you know Do not stress about what you choose to do after year 12 because statistically in this generation you're going to stay with things for about four years and then you're going to change. So, you know, just choose something. It doesn't have to be, you know, you're not going to do what your parents did and and stay with something for 10 or 15 years. If you do, it's unusual.
0: Absolutely, yeah. He's both of us having done what we've done for over twenty years. (laughs) But there's been—I personally have had so many changes along the way. You know, I I said my my very first accounting role was back in was back in two thousand and four, around March actually. So almost exactly twenty years. Um, But you know, I've done other things in in the mix there as well. And now we enter the space where you know the the online world and the online business world. When did that come into your sort of um, sphere of what you were doing?
1: Well, besides my original um, qualifications with naturopathy, because that was all self-paced, you Mm -hmm. know, and then once a month you would come down to the campus in Albury-Wodonga, have lectures, but everything else you had to do yourself. And then um, I topped up my qualifications with a degree and that was through Charles Sturt and that was online as well. And this was before it all became really popular. But if we look at online businesses, well, I suppose the marketing, the uh, multi-level marketing world and affiliate marketing, like I think I started that when I was, I don't know, mid-20s. Mm-hmm. I've done about 15 different businesses wow. in terms of that. But a lot of that when it started started was your typical party plan, face to face, you know, go around to someone's house, paint makeup on them, cleanse their face, etc. You know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's slightly different now, which I totally enjoy. It, you know, meeting people in coffee shops and and writing things on serviettes. And and sure that you can still do that. But i enjoy what where it is now especially in in the Enagic business
0: yeah i think i think like so much of that so much of that like back in the day type stuff is still what's stuck in so many people's heads isn't it and it's like oh "Oh, I don't want to get I don't want to get involved in anything like that anything network marketing um multi-level marketing you know it's too time consuming it's so much work yada yada I know that was certainly me um it was you know I sort of pooed it for for years and there was a part of me that was always drawn to sales like I loved the you know, the effort, kind of the energy and the excitement and the vibe. But then at the same time, I go, like, oh, that's so much work and there's no guarantee of money and, and you just cast it aside, don't you? But the landscape's changed so much.
1: Well, I find, you know, often many naturopaths in the field kind of look down at, affiliate marketing or MLM and which I have always found I don't understand because there's some some amazing products out there that that's the only way you access it so you access them through that and either you work the business or you don't yeah but you've got the product then for the benefit of the client and from a sales point of view I am in sales because I I have to sell me and my mm. services but if I want someone to achieve a certain result, sometimes I have to sell them a product that's going to support whatever that pathway of their body is to to get to a whole new level. So sales, I didn't find it hard. Mm. It's from really that it's
0: really interesting what you just said because I had a conversation with um my son's chiropractor um just a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying the exact same thing. She was like, some of the products we we have here and that I recommend to clients like you know are bought on wholesale they're sold retail and that's fine should others are sold through um you know independent distributors or you know I have to be a distributor of them I earn commissions for them they're part of a direct sales kind of structure and she was saying that she has in the past had experience of clients who would suddenly ghost her as soon as she recommended a product that was part of a, a of a sort of direct sales model it's like oh you 're just trying to make money out of me and um and it 's kind of this like it 's got this really negative stigma around it whereas it 's perfectly okay. For her to have bought a product wholesale, sell it retail for a profit—that's fine. Um, but as soon as people find out it's part of a you know a, a, a multi-level marketing, direct sales kind of structure, this kind of wall goes up, doesn't it? And it's it must yeah. be frustrating, particularly for um, for yourself in in that health and wellness space. Like you know, it's like I'm genuinely not doing this. Like I'm doing this because this is the best product for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. But yeah, people right.
0: sometimes can't see past the stigma, no, and that no. must be
1: frustrating. Um, and I think you know, if we look back at, to, you know, probably the oldest one in in Australia. There may be older ones, but I certainly know, poor old Amway. Just the old way of doing business. They were pretty ruthless at at times with how they worked with people. And, of course, you know, you, you made your list of 100 people and then you hit up every you know every parent, every sibling, every aunt, uncle. And, every person uh,
0: you've ever said hello to in your life that's that it.
1: That's exactly <laughs> right. And I think that has such a negative um, impact years down the line, decades down the line for any other type of um, affiliate market or any other product that whether it's good for them or not yeah. yeah it's interesting isn't it i i i would really
0: love to um i would really love to shift gears a little and understand what it was about this particular product so the enagic business that we're both a part of what it was about this how how that came into your um how did you say it naturopathy that you said it yes (laughs) i want to say naturopathy but no that's not right (laughs) No, no. no. how did how did this how did this product how did this come into your um sphere of awareness and and how valuable did you see it as as a product as a resource for your business for your, for your clients
1: how honest can i be
0: you could be totally on. <laughs> be this is i'm i'm known for real so be completely real
1: <laughs> all right <laughs> don't want
0: to hear the sugar-coated okay note story tell me real
1: <laughs> the original reason why i was attracted to it, via a girlfriend a mutual girlfriend she came and stayed and she said I'm in this business um, and I had the impression it was like a water filter and I have a reverse osmosis water filter that I was using. And she said, and it's really great and my skin's so soft and, and I'll bring you some water when we stay next. And I said, yeah, no worries. And I drank it and, and I thought, yeah, it's beautiful and clean and, you know, it's soft in texture and, but I knew it didn't feel any different to what I was already experiencing. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, thanks, but no thanks sort of stuff. And then we went out to lunch. I don't know. I was just ticking away in the background. I've been watching a little bit on what she was doing online as well. And I thought, "Mm, I think I need to actually listen to what she's got to say about the whole business. So when she talked about the business, because I was just up to my eyeballs with the clients and me being the one man band, doing everything, the reception, you know, doing the stock, photocopying, you name yeah. it, everything and all the bookwork and that's it, that ordering was it. Hello, yeah. pick me. And I thought I I just can't see myself fitting anything in. And then to talk one-on-one with someone about either a business or a product, I, I just can't, I don't have the scope for that. So the next thing as we're sitting there for lunch, because I was keen from the money perspective, yeah. the health aspect, I was still thinking it was a filter. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even gone down the molecular hydrogen pathway and all the amazing things that does for the brain i was still thinking it was a filter yeah just a filter i've already got not an iron do i need anything else that's right yeah okay and uh and then when she was talking about that the business had a platform and it had a digital business specialist who if someone was interested in the business that you could just book them in and they would do all your work in terms of telling people all about it and that was it boom I said I'm in <laughs> I love it <laughs> so if for me it was more about the potential to have I'll call it a passive income because my superannuation statement had come in and I'd gone back like 15 grand mm. and it was the first year I'd been contributing on a weekly basis and it went backwards
0: and then you see the statement and
1: yeah yeah it was like boom you know you're getting it's... older you're getting closer and you're going backwards so it... something had to change something had to be different yeah
0: it's scary isn't it like i was literally in a um, in a client meeting this morning and we were talking about um superannuation and i think the amount of people that don't think enough about, you know, sort of like we know that we know that or the 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 story that we're conditioned to believe is normal is that we work and we reach 65, whatever it might be, we retire and then and then we enjoy life and 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 we you know we (laughs) we retire on all our hard work. But you know what we don't necessarily think about is well how much am I going to need like Mm. to retire and live that life and and have I got enough now And I honestly believe like from 20 years in the accounting space most people don't have enough and 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 like you say particularly women who have um, career breaks to have kids and traditionally whether you think it's right or not don't always earn as much like we don't have that build-up of that nest egg that you know, we actually need. And and I know for me, you know, certainly um coming to Australia from the UK in my twenties, you know, I'd already missed out on a few years of mm-hmm. you know, I was starting at zero in my in my mid-20s. Um, and then I had the break to to get married and have kids. And then I had the break when I had my own business. I'm like, geez, my super balance is scary. And I think yeah. um I I, I really don't think that enough people think enough about it and it's just like oh it'll magically be all right I'll just retire when I'm 65 but a lot of us aren't going to be able to afford that oh yeah scary.
1: I was lucky enough with my dad with his teaching and that sort of thing and he and my mum both retired at 51 nice yeah from teaching so but he'd gotten me when I first started teaching and I'm kind of Show my here. 1988, he got me putting 11% of my wage into super. Wow. How Yeah. And then, of course, I changed pathways. Um, self-employed, didn't contribute, mm-hmm. starting a business, didn't have enough money to do that. And when finally I did, it's going backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but it is. It's a scary thing. And I looked at um my mum and dad when they retired so early, they they ended up they it was one of those years where there are a lot of teaching packages going on. So they worked it all out and they thought, you know, for the extra oomph that they would have got with their retirement, they could have had 10 years of not been working as teachers. So they chose that option. But yeah. what that meant was there was like 13, 14 years where they couldn't access their super. Mm. So they could access the package that they re- retired on, but that was it. So what they had to do to survive at, at one stage was they mum's really artistic and so she used to um, paint on glass when it was fashionable <laughs> and she used to slump glass and and make beautiful um bits of art out of it and they would go to markets nice. so every saturday every sunday they're packing the car they've got the canopy out and they're off at a market some way somewhere trying to earn enough money to live mm. and i thought you know what i don't want to be doing that mm. i just do not want to be doing that
0: yeah I think I I, um, I did a live literally about three minutes before we came on to record this conversation where I think we live in a time now where I honestly believe and this is, could be a bit um, this could be a bit um, polarizing, but I honestly believe if we're not living life how we want to, then that's a choice. Like there yeah. are so many, there are so many um, opportunities, and there are so many different ways that we can earn money in in this day and age. Like if if we're choosing, if we're choosing struggle, we are choosing struggle. Like if we're mm-hmm. choosing to only look at things the traditional way, yeah. um, that's really limiting, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, and and that's why when you know our girlfriend came along and said, I think you really have to look at this. And I said, I think you're really right. Mm. Because I'd always tried, like to have tried 15 other different businesses, I was always prepared to work outside the box in terms of getting an extra income. Yep. Um, And some of them I worked hard and some of them I didn't. But none of them have ever provided what this business does.
0: So, What do you think is the difference for you? with this one
1: uh, the difference is their compensation plan for a start uh, that's there's nothing like that I have ever seen a lot of the compensation plans are basically unfair you know doing a binary thing balancing up if you don't have the legs even you know you don't get paid and all your effort just goes nowhere
0: yeah, and you can put all this effort in and get to a level, and then if you don't hit that level the following month,
1: you're straight back That's down exactly again. That. You've got you've got, to you've got nothing, over, yep. absolutely nothing. So I really think the compensation plan is is one of the um, the strengths. But also the strength is there is no competition in terms mm. of you know we can talk to another downline or that sort of thing, and they'll be there to support you and and back you up or help you out. Um, whereas it was always a competition, you didn't speak to them, you didn't deal with them, you know. Um, yeah, it's a very I, different vibe.
0: I've noticed that too, and I've I've considered what. Well, I'm like what's the difference like where's where's the cultural difference how is the community developed differently but I think what it actually bo- well, certainly what I believe it boils down to is sure the products that we sell like they're they're expensive products like it's the high ticket is is yeah. the jargon but essentially yep. what that means in layman's terms is it's expensive you know yep. you you've got to put down you got to put down six grand um, yep. to be to be um, getting one of these ionizers and, like that's a lot of money and, and, and that can put a lot of people out. But because of that, the, the commissions from one single sale can also be four-figure commissions. And that's I think different. I yeah. think that's the thing, isn't it? You, know, you It's not like hundreds or thousands of people vying for the same $20 sale, mm-hmm. um, in which case it's all hustle, hustle, elbows out, elbows out, you know, bitching and carrying on about each other. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like there is more than enough market for people um, to be, to be creating a business that can really add significant financial benefit to our situation,
1: I th- if that kind of all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, It does. And it, 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 the other day, because I still have some oils left, right, from a previous company because I have a lot of oils left. <laughs> you know, the, the old um, auto ship and everything comes every month and and that sort of thing because that's what you have to do to stay in business. And I looked at one, which is my absolute favorite, and it has a $3 markup. <laughs> $3. Now, how many of those am I going to have to sell to make a significant change to my life?
0: Yes, quite a few thousand.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> Just boom. So let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about this six thousand dollar water ionizer, shall we? When when did you when did you make the distinction? When when did the penny drop? When you were like, ah, oh, this isn't just this isn't a filter. There, there, there's no. more to this. When when was that
1: realization? Looking at the compensation plan hooked me. That was that was really big. Yeah. But even I reckon for the first couple of months, I was still talking about it as a filter. And I don't know, I think it was, I'm used to going into anything. In a you do a deep dive, like it's, a, you know, 10 centimetres wide and it's a mile deep sort of yeah. thing, you know, and you learn about it and you know everything backwards, which is not the way this business works. Um, knowledge tends to come with time. So I was months in before it really clicked to the level of, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is mind-blowing in terms of the level that it can help health. Um, yeah, I really didn't know what I had my hands on.
0: I, I'm I'm totally putting my hand up as well. So I'm 12 months in now yeah. and I reckon it's in the last month or two that yeah. the penny has finally started to drop. I'm um, um, Ah, and I feel like I can actually talk about it more. And and I know to my to my husband, to my dad, to probably to a lot of people around me, it's like, well, how could you have invested that much money in something that you didn't understand? And I think that's something that um that's something I can't explain logically. And you're probably the same. You know, you just kind of get this, get this feeling and and whatever, that's a whole other conversation. But I think once that penny started to actually drop for me, I'm like, oh my God, like this is, this is incredible. Like we have, we in our family, we are very, very aware of food and the impact that food has on our body, even food that's perceived as healthy. You know, mm-hmm. um, our, our eldest son, when he was younger, you know, he couldn't have watermelon, he couldn't have strawberries, he couldn't have apples. Um, you know, there were so many healthy things that his body just couldn't tolerate. Um, Mm. And so we've been very, very aware of food and the impact that it has. But I completely bypassed water. I completely bypassed water. I knew soft drinks were bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew too much coffee and alcohol was bad. Did that stop me drinking them? No. Um, But I completely bypassed water. I had no clue um, as to the different types of and qualities of water. And I just think it's absolutely fascinating now the more I
1: learn. Well, for me, I grew up with a mum who was very, very ill at one stage. And so, what saved her basically was a naturopath. And so, our entire family's food and water was changed. So, it's been very much a passion of mine. So, for many, many years, so water and the cleanliness of water has been uppermost in my mind for probably 30 years wow mm. and so in that time frame you know i have done everything to not drink chlorinated water i not drink fluoridated water um so yes, the fact the that reverse osmosis system and yes absolutely and then you know when we were on the farm we we're on two different farms and both had pure spring water yeah which know, is what we have now just amazing absolutely amazing stuff so the cleanliness that really attracted me because the average person has no idea as to the importance like food food is a medicine Mm. but water is a medicine as well Mm. you know with the the level of percentage of our body that is water if we don't get the water right the food's not going to work right it's almost irrelevant yeah
0: yeah. Just. So how 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 would you describe to someone in in simple terms because like I've been like now I'm sort of opening my eyes even more to water education. You know, there's a lot of people that talk about the benefits of reverse osmosis and they have these um, whole house systems. How how would you explain the difference? Like what's what's the difference between an RO system and
1: ionized electro, electrolyzed reduced water? Basically with the reverse osmosis, you put the water from your tap through, it's usually an under-sink situation or a small one on the. but they're through such fine membranes that the particle size of, um, let's go, some pesticides, some algae, bacteria, fluoride. Fluoride's a really small particle. So the reverse osmosis membrane is smaller and doesn't allow that to go through. So right. it's a very slow process, um, but it captures that fluoride out because why do we want the fluoride out? Because it's not healthy for us. It's not going to help our teeth. It's the wrong type of fluoride. It's actually a byproduct of the aluminium industry. So it is a horrible thing. It's classified as a poison yeah it's also known now and it's been known for quite a while um and recent papers have come out to back this up as well again that it's actually neurotoxic Mm. it will decrease people's IQ kids IQ by at least 10 points if they're consuming it when they're little
0: I saw something about that just the other day actually yeah about yeah. levels of fluoride in in tap water and an IQ and things like yeah. that of kids.
1: Yep. And and look, Australia's one of the uh, few places in the world that still fluoridates, and your dentist still jump up and down and say how important it is for teeth, and it's not, um, well, not that type of fluoride anyway. So, if we look at the ionizer, and the ionizer has, um plates that are electrified, and when that the water passes over the plates, the water molecule being H2O, so H2, so two Hs and a, an O, it actually gets split into the H molecule and the OH molecule, and that has greater penetration through our membranes into our cells, and it will actually um, across the blood-brain barrier. And this is what makes such a difference in terms of the working of cells, the working of our mitochondria, which are our, our energy storehouses in our cell. Um, and it 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 takes, um, it just takes health to a whole new level because we cannot get that level of saturation unless um, we're looking at maybe, you know, fourth phase. Fourth, fourth phase water which it really comes from fruit and that sort of thing and not everyone wants to just live on fruit some people do good so old it's... fruitarians God, i
0: can i i personally don't think my gut could tolerate just eating fruit constantly <laughs> like i people seen... do it yeah oh, wow I've seen I've seen comments you know when I've talked about before I fully understood things you know when I've talked about um you know it, it, it this so this um electrolyzed reduced water um this molecular hydrogen rich water that the the enagic ionizers produce I've spoken about it um you know being able to hydrate us from a cellular level and I've had the old keyboard warriors go well isn't that what all water does you know all well, water mm-hmm. has to hydrate ourselves or we die you know how 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 is it different? How how does it hydrate us more? How is it better for our body, for
1: ourselves? Well, having that extra H off the molecule allows greater penetration because hydrogen is the smallest molecule on the periodic table. So you have some plain old hydrogen floating around and it comes to a membrane. As a small molecule, it has the ease of passing through a lot more easily than um, a whole molecule of H2O.
0: So essentially, like I'm imagining, because my my brain goes into pictures when I try and when I'm trying to understand something complex. So it's essentially like you've got two little tiny um, hydrogen molecules, and they're holding the hands of a of of, of a big brother oxygen molecule. Essentially, That's it. and yep. and they're much bigger. So when they're holding hands, and when the three of them are joined up, you know the 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 gaps that they can squeeze into. Like uh, they have to be bigger gaps. You know, imagine like you're yep. walking hand in hand with two other people down the street and you, you get to like a little walkway. Like you, you can't squish in because, you know, you're as wide as three people. <laughs> Yet if those hydrogen, like if you let go of hands, you can fit into a smaller space because you can that's go exactly kind of single it. file or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, and that's, that's what I just popped into my head when you said that. It's like, oh, ching, there's another layer of. <laughs> so when you're talking blood, blood
1: brain barrier, because you Know the original thought was that nothing cha- uh, crosses the blood brain barrier, and we know now that that's not right.
0: So, herna pause. I've heard this blood brain barrier. What's the blood brain barrier? Like, all
1: right, the- so that is a membrane that is around our brain that is there to protect us from a lot of toxicity, right? So, it's almost you know- like a protective sack that is like protecting
0: our brain, Absolutely. a bit like a, you know, a bit like um, um. When we're pregnant, and the you
1: know, with the babies inside a little sack that's protecting us, yep, exactly. So, um, the size of the membrane pores are very small, and in general, it keeps a lot of things out. But you know, things like heavy metals can get through, and um, but you, if you want to hydrate the brain to a whole new level, having that loose oxygen to penetrate the blood brain barrier. Is a whole new world for the brain.
0: Wow! So, this like uh, this is what I find like absolutely fascinating. Like the more I dig, and you know, I've I've learned new terminology. I I know about things like oxidative stress and inflammation and methylation <laughs> and all these things. <laughs> From um, from various um, various health professionals that we've taken our son to, so like I I understand these terms, and I understand that when we can do things to help reduce oxidative stress and inflammation and things like that, it's it can be really beneficial for our body and it can be um, really good for our general health. So. Explain to, explain to us in some lay terms, like <laughs> someone like me can understand how does good water help our body um, in that regard? How does it help us do its job properly? All right. So
1: if you imagine a cell, okay, so a cell has a membrane around it, okay? And every, the whole membrane is just made of little particles of fat, okay and they have to one the fat has to be a good fat so the fat has to be flexible you know mm-hmm. so it's got to be a beautiful fat like an olive oil or a, um a, you know avocado oil or fish oil kind of um beautiful uh, type of fat if we're talking too much saturated fat you know leftover cold roast fat it's rigid Um, If you're eating too many um, trans fats or, you know, uh, vegetable oils, because we know vegetable oils are quite, um, they're easily hydrogenated. And that means instead of being a straight particle, they change shape and therefore they don't allow fluids into the cell because it's got to go past in between those little molecules. And the other factor that goes with that is you've got to pump that is made up of, um, it takes calcium, magnesium, sodium and, and potassium to pump water through. So if you've got a rigid cell membrane plus not enough minerals plus really big water molecules, you're not going to get that inner hydration of your cell. Therefore, the functionality of what goes on in the cell The energy level that your mitochondria, that's your energy storehouses that make all your energy, Um, but your ability to detox too. So what you want coming in easily, you also want being pushed out easily from a water perspective too.
0: So if I'm hearing that correctly in that case, poor diet, in as much as insufficient vitamins and minerals, bad fats, um, generally an unhealthy lifestyle, let's say, it's probably something that most people can understand, essentially, for lack of being completely scientifically correct, essentially kind of rigids up our cells and makes the, the good stuff hard to get in, The Mm -hmm. stuff it needs to excrete, hard to get out and our cells are having to work really, really hard to try and do their normal process of hydration, creating energy and passing that around the body. So they're using energy to just try and survive as opposed to doing their job properly, which therefore is going to impact our entire body. For every single cell in our body, I'm I'm imagining all these little cells in our body just – stressed out and overwhelmed and overworked because the environment that they're being forced to work in is just not um, not adequate, not sufficient, then they can't do their job properly. Like if, if we as human beings were um, set to work in this kind of like furnace that's 50 degrees and we've got this hot air blasting at us and it's loud and it's noisy and we can't concentrate, we can't do our job properly. So we might only be putting in 20% effort to to do the job is, is that kind of like it's a very elaborate picture I've got going on my head but that's essentially where we're going ourselves working so hard to try and do their job they, they're using up all their energy
1: before they can even do their job properly they may not even use all their energy maybe they can't even access their energy wow so straight away one of the most common um, things is fatigue wow yep
0: and that's why that's why they say adequate hydration um, include, increases your energy levels. You know, makes you you know makes you feel more alive. That was that was one of the things that my um, kids said. I really didn't tell them too much about the water um, mm-hmm. when we first got our machine. And Tal was nine at the time when he tried it, and he was like, he was drinking it, and he was like, feels like feels like I'm drinking energy. <laughs> because and- you are. And we're used to, like we, we're, we're on a property now, like what you were just describing, our water comes from a from a mountain spring, like high up in the snowy mountains and it's, it's primo, it's beautiful, beautiful water. So we don't have, like whenever we go and stay with family and, and we drink tap water, like I can't even drink it because it's like I feel like I'm taking a swimming pool, like drinking a swimming mm-hmm. pool. So I would always take bottled water with me um, and, and, you know, look like a complete sort of snob filling up my drink bottle from bottled water. So how is bottled water different? Because, I mean, the the bottled water market is massive, isn't it? Why why do people need a $6,000 ionizer when they could just go to Coles and Woolies and buy mineral water? What's what's the difference there from a naturopathic perspective?
1: Have you ever had the experience of actually buying bottled water and actually undoing the lid and smelling the chlorine coming off it?
0: I I have to say, I think because I compare it so much to Canberra tap water, which is where, you know, where a family is and that's, that is so strong chlorine, bottled water probably doesn't feel so bad and I didn't notice yeah. it as
1: much. But, yeah, okay. Well, there's a couple of things going on with bottled water. So, one, um, being in plastic, the plastic is not pharmaceutical grade. So if you try some of the plastic, that, like the really cheap plastic ones, they're almost crinkly. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: they degrade over time. So you end up with microplastic amounts of the little tiny, tiny particles in the water that you're drinking. Mm -hmm. Now that then has a, a chemical effect on the body called EDC. So they're called endocrine disrupting chemicals. So they disrupt everything that is hormonal in your body now when we think hormones we tend to think you know estrogen and testosterone but you know this is our our uh, water um, hormones through our kidneys it's um, neurotransmitters it's you know there's so many chemicals going on in the body and they actually disrupt it And I remember that that
0: being one thing that our functional health practitioner was really big on with with our son. He was like, throw away all his plastic water bottles. Like, do not let him drink from plastic water bottles, metal or glass. I'm like, well, I'm not not having glass for an eight-year-old. Okay, metal it is.
1: (laughs) Well, the thing is, you know, we went through that whole phase of, oh, gosh, everything had to be BPA-free, which, yes, that's great. But what they didn't say was, BPA is only one of three right. massive endocrine-disrupting chemicals. So the other ones are BPF and BPS, and they're worse than BPA. Right. So in terms of marketing, they've done a really great snow job on us. Everyone's very much BPA aware. But actually but... that's the lesser of three evils. Correct.
0: And probably the easiest one that they could combat. Yep. So they make that, wow.
1: Yeah. So, you know, from a health perspective, um, I try not to have anything stored in plastic. I try not, if I use wrap. Um, I try not to make sure it, it doesn't touch the food. Um, my water bottle is glass. Yes, I've smashed a few over the years. <laughs> but I know nothing's leaching out into it. So there's that component of the bottled water then what you've got is the the quality of the filtering and the quality of the water that they're putting into the bottle now some people or some companies have been caught out that all they're doing is they're putting a filter on the tap water and they're just taking that chlorine odor and taste out so it's basically a tap water. And for tap water to be tap water, yes, there has to be a legal requirement that it's a pH of seven. But there's often 23 other chemicals that are put into tap water to get tap water to be tap water. Wow. And one of those, what they will use at the water plants is something called alum. So you can throw it in your swimming pool and it's ad, it works as a deflocculant. So if you've got stuff in the bottom of your paw and you can't get it out you put the aluminium which is a form of aluminium and it floats whatever's at the bottom to the top so you can scoop it off so that's just one of the other things too
0: but it's it's it it just absolutely amazes me that it's kind of marketed and we're led to believe that it's it's so healthy and it's you know like i i would always say to my kids when they were younger you know they're like oh can we have can we have like um can we go buy a soft drink or whatever I'm like no um uh, but i'll buy you a fizzy uh, you know i'll buy you a bottle of soda water or a sparkling mineral water thinking i was doing the right thing and arguably it is the better packed, thing yeah it's not packed full of sugar and flavourings and all that kind of stuff but yet it's still packed full of shit
1: essentially <laughs> It's it's not as clean as we are love to believe. No, no. It's this is why for me, you know, I was so passionate about having clean water, mm. and for me that wasn't a hard thing to take on board an ioniser. Once I got my head around it, was an ioniser, not just a filter. <laughs> the fact it was a filter, I'm thinking winning, you know. But to know and develop the the knowledge to a whole new level of what an ionizer does is just mind-blowing. So without
0: kind of delving into obviously too much about um, uh, specific clients and things like that, and I'm conscious of time, but this is such a fascinating conversation as well, what are some of the, what are some of the health benefits you see? What are some of the conditions that you see ionized water, molecular hydrogen-rich water um, able to help with?
1: One of the things I always do when someone comes in to see me is I get them to do a urine sample and then we I dipstick it. And I do that every time they come in. So, you know, it's nice to see the progress of the health of the urine over the, that time frame. And one of the first things that I always look at is I look at what's called the specific gravity. And that is do you drink enough water to dilute the solids in your urine mm-hmm. because you no, do not want really, really concentrated urine. So for many people, um, they're not that good at that. But when you drink the ionised water because the molecules are getting into the, every cell up to a whole new level, that is a really specific change I see.
0: Right. So yeah. actually like it's not like you have to drink like 5 liters to be hydrated kind of thing you might only no. be one or two liters has the same impact as bigger you know the holding hands the water the the water absolutely the full water molecule of three people holding hands. You need to drink less of it for the same hydration benefit, essentially. Absolutely, yeah. And that's that's one thing that a lot of people say, isn't it? They're like, oh, I can't drink that much water. It just bloats me so much or it makes me feel sick to drink that much water. That's number
1: two that I usually see is people don't have that oh, my God, I'm so bloated, I've drunk water situation because it passes through the, the membrane of the stomach so quickly and into the bloodstream. So that is another benefit. Mm. Um, I have one lady, and I'm just like all this talking in a drinking water.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Go for your life. <laughs> Hydrate those cells.
1: <laughs> I have one lady, and you know, I said to her, look, how are you going with taking your your supplements? And she said, I can't take them. And I said, what do you mean you can't take them? And she said, I can't take them because I can't drink water. And I said, what do you mean you can't drink water? And she said, I vomit water. Interesting. I just can't. I swallow it and it comes back up. And I went, oh, so I'm going to send you home with two litres of my ionized water. And I just want you to to you know sip on it let me know how you go try it in a glass etc so the next morning she sent me this message she was so excited she'd finished the whole two liters oh wow and it had stayed down so she said I want a machine
0: oh how awesome
1: is that 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 was just life-changing for her absolutely life-changing I had a lady last week and She'd just come back from overseas and before she left, she was experiencing um, if she drank tap water, her tongue would swell. Mm -hmm. So if she boiled it, that would be okay. So she went overseas. She couldn't drink the bottled water on the plane. It ended up she couldn't drink the water overseas either. And so unless she boiled it too. So I've just sent her home, and um, I've got to do a catch up with her because when I messaged her in the morning, what she'd consumed overnight hadn't swollen that tongue at all. Wow! Yeah, it's, it's 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 and they're two kind of weird, weird ones, but yeah, there's more generalized ones that happen over and over again. One, thing, one final
0: thing, I, like I said, I could literally keep talking to you. Like this is absolutely <laughs> fascinating to me. And I reckon there's, there's more conversations that we could have here. I, I really think so. But one thing that I've noticed personally, and we have to be, we do have to be very careful, don't we, you know, in, in, in what we say. We're not, we're not making any medical claims um, that this machine can just magically um, create this water that can just fix everything. Um, but what I've noticed personally, so I have celiac disease, um, which means I have a gluten-free diet, and it means if if gluten comes into my body, obviously you're well aware. If gluten comes into my body, then everything gets inflamed. I get tremendous pain. I get nausea. I get sickness. I get cold, hot, and cold sweats. I get dizziness. There's so many symptoms. Um, so many symptoms that like my body just goes into shock, essentially. Um, but one thing I've noticed since drinking this water is that whilst I still can't tolerate gluten. If I have an accidental gluten hit, then the reaction isn't as bad. And my, the, uh, particularly the abdominal pain, um, which was the really debilitating symptom for me, um, isn't as bad. And I've been questioning and doing research on, well, is is that just fluke? Um, was it just a tiny, tiny little contamination that I had and maybe I didn't ingest enough for it to have that significant effect? Or could the water have had some contributing factor? Now, without making any medical claims, can you help explain how drinking this water might help reduce abdominal pain and symptoms?
1: I'm also gluten-free. Technically not celiac, but have a massive reaction, massive gut pain, can't walk, Mm. can't poop. Bend over double,
0: that's me, like literally, like. Cannot, no, cannot and cry until the pain
1: passes. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I'm the same, Claire. And I've found I'm more tolerant as well. So my thinking is. Because there's less oxidation going on, so there's got to be an oxidation reaction happening when that inflammation occurs because of that molecule of gluten going down. So whether it acts almost like a dampener onto the fire of inflammation, I'm not too sure. Mm. There is actually, um, I was reading a study. Now, let me just hang on Uh, because there's heaps of good studies. Like there's about 1,400 studies at least that they've done. Um, Okay. So H2 supports your natural antioxidant system by signaling the NFR2 pathways. So that's associated. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you do not. And when you get too much of that pathway being stimulated, it's a, it's a one way path to some sort of disease. So I think the dampening of all of that down is possibly makes us less reactive.
0: So it's essentially like, um, it's essentially like and i forget how um kai's functional health practitioner put it um it's sort of like it's it's like Oh, I forget how he puts it. You know, it's like our, our DNA, our DNA loads the gun, but the environment pulls the trigger sort of thing. So yep, if, we, if we can, like whilst we can't, or whilst I can't do anything about celiac disease, it's a genetic condition, like it's in my DNA, I can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. I'm never going to be able to eat gluten. What I can do is create the best possible environment within my body to be able to cope if I have an accidental gluten hit. So if I've yep. already got, if I'm imagining these little, these little cells that are all overworked and like sweaty and overweight and out of shape and stressed and overwhelmed and, you know, these little sad little faces and they're just like, oh, and then gluten comes in and attacks them. And they're like, yep. oh, oh like i've yeah. got nothing left just yeah. whatever do to me whatever that's yeah. when i'm going to this that's when i'm going to start to feel really really rough whereas if all of my cells and everything within my body is fighting fit and fueled well and energized and well rested and pumped up and fired up when that toxin comes in or when that poison to my body comes in they're like right we can fight this better
1: yeah. So then, it, then
0: it's never going to be able to be properly um, like I'm never going to be able to eat gluten, but I can give my body the best possible chance of fighting it off um, without huge severity of symptoms. Is Would that be a fair kind of really I, lay way of
1: describing what's happening? Well, uh, that's my thinking on the actual process of how it is, you know. Um, is that accurate? I, I don't know, but just reading some of the for um, studies in the pathways that it changes the reaction to, I think that's it's a nice way of putting it. I really do. Mm, and, I- um, you know, and that whole, you know, most people think if you ask someone what's more important or how, how much does genetics play a role in your health, most people f- say, you know, 50%, 75%. Like it's a maximum of 10%. Wow. The environment is the rest. So if we've got the best water and you really make a conscious effort with your food, the likelihood of some of your genes being turned on is less. So here's a really good, they use this study all the time. So if you can picture a normal-looking mouse right, and then they've genetically bred this other mouse that's massively obese and they're yellow and they're called agouti mice, okay. So mum, the little brown mouse, has produced these fat, yellow, obese agouti mice because she has a gene for agouti mice, right. Mm -hmm. Now, if you give mum the methylated bees in her diet, her offspring will now be brown like her and little and not obese interesting so the genes are still there but they haven't been turned on because the her needs have been met nutritionally
0: isn't that fascinating like i i honestly believe there is so much like I am not a a, I'm not a medical professional in the slightest um but I honestly believe there is so much we don't know about how we work. And um, my, our, our son has a, um, has a spinal condition, which meant that he needs to see a pediatric neurosurgeon periodically. And I remember sitting in her office one day and I was asking her, she was telling me about his condition and I was asking her, well, what's caused this? Or what's, you know, is it genetic or blah, 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 blah. And she she looked at me and she was like, I have been doing this for 20 odd years she said I am a pediatric neurosurgeon so she said I have Mm. studied the brain and and Mm. how it works and she said there is so much we don't know she Mm. said I have just scratched the surface of my understanding of how the brain works and how how our nervous system works and how it all kind of intertwines and I was I sat there and I'm like if 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 a pediatric neurosurgeon a brain surgeon can say to me there is so much about the body that i don't know like h- like how how are we to understand it and it just it it totally and utterly kind of changed the way i thought about things and i'm like well if they don't know like who's to say that that what modern medicine is telling us is correct h- how do we know you know like what if we don't need all these pills and potions and what if what if it does just come down to simple hydration simple nutrition simple healthy lifestyle you know like our mindset and how we think how we exercise what we drink what we eat what if that were enough
1: and And that's where you know that's what i think you know in modern medicine is only looking at health from a mechanistic point of view no what is it in the brain what if it's what if it's your thoughts, mm. the mind, the spirit, and how much of an impact that plays on how we work, how our body works? You know, once you start exploring down that rabbit hole, to oh, me oh that, that comes first. So from a quantum physics point of view, everything in the world has a frequency. So your liver frequency might be different to your kidney frequency, which is different to magnesium, which is different to Epstein-Barr virus, et cetera, and you have a reference range for that. And when you're in that reference range, that's fine because that's good workings and, and normal functionality and that sort of thing. But if your thoughts push you outside that reference range, And sometimes that will happen just for a little bit of time. But if you stay outside of that reference range, the first thing that changes is the functionality of your cells and the working of your cells. So then if that stays too long in that frequency, it then becomes uh, an issue in the tissue and then it's an organ and then it's a system. So, you know, we can look at the physicality of things of what goes on, but it, unless you look at them, you know the emotionality and the the what's going on from that side and the resonance and and the frequency of what's happening around you and and what you're taking on and board. you know when someone detoxes, you don't only detox the liver and the and the kidneys, you you need to detox That's the, the mind, detox your what you take in. Don't take in the news. Don't, you know, anything that's negative, the negative person, the negative toxicity of an environment, you know, get out of there from a toxin point of view.
0: Oh my gosh. It is like, I, I, that's swear, a whole new
1: rabbit hole.
0: I swear to God, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's absolutely, <sighs> Absolutely fascinating. I have enjoyed mm. every second of this conversation and could keep going for at least yeah. another hour. But you know, we'll <laughs> save that for part two. <laughs> where can people find you online if they want to? If they want to follow you, if they want to learn more about what you do, um, where where do you practice physically, and where can people find you online?
1: Physically, I'm in Albury. Practice wise, I do do um, online consults for anyone who's out of that, and I do do a, a Saturday once a month for anyone who wants to travel in um i'm online at on facebook at, as my naturopath online and you can reach out there or um you'll find my phone number and everything in details so yeah, reach out if you need to. Yeah, I will
0: post all of that in the show notes of this episode as well. And um, I'm sure there's Thank going to be people you. listening in um, that would love to connect. And if anyone has any questions, then by all means, fire them through to me. And uh, and I reckon we have a part two and part three and part four and whatever else <laughs> it might be. I think this could, be a, this could become a regular thing. <laughs> yeah, so much. Thank you so much. I've, I really enjoyed this conversation. I've loved hearing your journey and then, yeah, getting into, getting into the water and the the health side of things has been absolutely fascinating so thank you so so much
1: oh thank you Claire for having me it's been a joy I love someone who's equally passionate about their health and and uh, what they put into their body
0: as I as I say from 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 my own health perspective from watching our son and the impact of what goes into his body and how that physically um, manifests in 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 him it's yeah it's been something we are well aware of and now we're bringing water into the equation as well it takes things to a whole new level absolutely thank you mm. so so much until next time thank you oh, so good i reckon the more i learn about this water the more incredible having an energic business is. It was it really was the business side of things and and the numbers and like Leanne said, the commission structure that attracted me to this business opportunity in the beginning. But twelve months on, the product and having the Enagic products in our home and feeling and seeing the difference that drinking the water and showering in the water and taking the turmeric supplements, like all of that combined together. Um, It's really, really sparking a deep, deep love and a deep, deep desire to share this with as many people as I possibly can. And I just love that not only did we get to hear Leanne's story through this episode and sort of her evolution, but we also got to hear some of her uh, expertise and how she's able to now use this water to help in her naturopathic business and to help her clients reach even greater levels of health. And I think it is just truly, truly amazing. So, As I said at the end of our interview, all of Leanne's contact details are in the show notes to this episode. So go and check that out. Go follow her um, if you are keen to hear more about what Leanne does. And if you're keen to understand a little bit more about the business side of Enagic and what that could look like for you, then we actually have a really amazing opportunity going on at the moment. So um, at the time of recording this, it is the end of February 2024. So if you are listening to this through March 2024, then you have got the opportunity to be part of an amazing online event that has been run by the time this episode is going live and you can catch the replay of to teach you all about the business side of of a magic and how that can help you create conscious wealth for your family and help you achieve your goals by creating impact and by helping people achieve the most out of their lives as well so if, if you're looking for a bit of a bit of a sea change bit of a tree change if you're looking for something a little bit new if you're looking for something to bring in an extra stream of income for your family or maybe you're just really curious to find out a little bit more about this um, this business that leanne and i are both a part of then shoot me a dm shoot me a message there's a link in the show notes to this episode as well and i will hook you up with the replay of the masterclass the make it rain masterclass that has just been run and it will give you all the information that you need to know Alrighty, that is it for this week i would love for you to share this episode with someone in your network that you think needs to hear it and until next week bye bye